When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I am back for the third season. And wow, so much has changed since season two. Mainly in that I've been on my own journey through pregnancy and have joined this crazy, incredible club of motherhood. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Pip, a practicing NHS midwife and enthusiast of all things women's wellness. I have a somewhat relentless passion for ensuring women are empowered with real, honest and reliable information and support throughout their pregnancy. Because my goodness, pregnancy is such a powerful time in a woman's life that is often miraculous and challenging in equal measures. Over the upcoming weekly episodes, I am joined by many leading experts to bring you the evidence-based information and top tips to navigating your pregnancy and motherhood journey that you need to hear. Needless to say, I had my notebook at hand when recording this season, and I would recommend the same for you too. I hope you're ready for the giggles, knowledge bombs, and empowering chats to commence. But before I get quizzing our guests on this season, I have some questions for you. Have you found yourself with unanswered pregnancy questions? Have you been guilty of trying to navigate the rabbit warren of inaccurate information on the internet? Do you feel that extra support and guidance would be useful to you? If you answered yes to any of these, then fear not. My exclusive Your Pregnancy Journey course is for you. Spaces are limited, so if expert guidance through each stage of your pregnancy and birth preparation and a community support group with 24 access to asking questions sounds like it's for you, then head over to www midwifepip.com now to check it out and I look forward to getting to know you better and ensuring your pregnancy journey is the most empowering and positive it can be. You'll also find information all about my antenatal course options on my website and any questions about choosing the right course for you then please get in touch via the contact page and I'll be there to help you navigate the right choice.
We concentrate so much time on educating ourselves about pregnancy and birth during this precious time. And then boom, we dive into the world of parenting and caring for a new baby. It is no secret that navigating this new life is challenging and amazing in equal measures. Becoming a parent is such a huge change and there are many heightened or new emotions and behaviors to be navigated. I am super excited to chat with this week's expert guest, Dr. Ziggy Cohen, who is an expert in the field of parenting. For more than 35 years, Ziggy has worked extensively with thousands of children and families, first as a teacher and then as a child development specialist. Her approach has pro proven successful in helping parents and teachers deepen their understanding of children's behaviours so they can support them through the entire range of emotional challenges, including behavioural difficulties, transitions and trauma. So welcome Ziggy and thank you so much for joining us today, especially from all the way in America over the globe. So yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. I am really honored and happy. Good. I'm always just impressed when we are navigating kind of UK and, and America. I'm always just impressed that we make it. So I feel like big, big pat on our backs just for, for managing to both be on here at the same time. Very true. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. I mean, you're obviously a complete expert in this area of kind of parenting, emotion and behavior. So I'm really excited to pick your brains, I guess, um, and and get you to share some of your tips with us. Now, it's it's obvious becoming a parent is a huge thing in someone's life. And the feeling of responsibility often kicks in, really, as soon as you see those two lines on a positive pregnancy test. And how can expectant parents manage some of those emotions as they prepare for parenthood in pregnancy, Ziggy? Because I know that it's a, a massive challenge that lots of people face straight away, you know, from day one, really. Yes, absolutely. No doubt. This is a big deal in everybody's life when we are about to have this life come into ours. And it feels as if it will change everything or it will change nothing. It's just going to somehow fit in with everything that we are and used to be, or it's going to change everything. And then we become so anxious and overthinking everything. So I would say it's probably neither. It changes some, no doubt. It doesn't change everything. There are many unknowns, but you already have life experience that you bring into this just by navigating your own life that you have been doing until now. So you want to rely on trusting yourself as much as possible. Don't, you know, I can say as many times, don't overthink it. It's hard in the moment, I know. <laughs> Emotions take over and you mentioned responsibility as soon as we see those two lines. And I would say guilt, right, kicks in. Am I yeah. eating enough, sleeping enough? Did I get the right stuff? Am I gonna be a good parent? Will I know what to do? And so on and so forth. So all these questions bring about a lot of, wonderment but also anxiety and so I will say not everything will be covered when you're a parent not everything is covered right now in your life remember that remember that you are still navigating the day-to-day -day 
learning, growing, relying on your experience, but also on people around you, that will not change completely. So keep that in mind. Keep that, the fact that you are who you are and you bring that into the mix, that you're still going to learn and grow through mistakes, through trial and errors, and that you have the people around you that you can look at to and draw them in for support, for help, for advice, obviously. That's really reassuring to hear because I know for lots of um, new parents, myself included, we hear so much about kind of, you know, oh, that's it, life's never going to be the same again or sleep while you can because you're never going to sleep another night in your life. And actually to know that, yes, some things are going to change, but you are still who you are is, I think, really reassuring that actually it's not like we've just blown up what's our existence to date and now we're starting something completely new. Of course, things change, but actually taking each day as it comes. Yes, absolutely. Balance. Yeah. And I guess that's normal, right? It's normal that everyone feels, you know, they start second guessing every decision that they make because of how precious this time is. Actually, we're all in the same boat. And and I think probably most new mums would agree that you're kind of just winging it. You're learning, you know, every day, every baby's unique, every family's unique. There is no certain rule book that we can kind of follow for the perfect journey. Right. Not specifically, not as a book of rules that will cover every issue in the moment that it is happening for you. Because you're absolutely right. Every situation can be different. Babies come into the world with their own personality already. Yes, we have a lot to say about you know, navigating, helping them, molding them into who they are, but they are who they are already. And so there are no rules where you can see, okay, in this situation, this is what I do each and every time. So keep an open mind, know that there will be a lot of guessing and a lot of learning. And it's not make it or break it all the time. It's really work in progress. Especially That's part with of the, the fun, right? <laughs> Yes. I have to keep reminding myself of that. This is all part of the fun. <laughs> it's all part of it. The joy, the excitement, the curiosity. I want you to turn anxiety into curiosity. It's not like, oh, wow, what's going on? It's, oh, I wonder what's going on. You see, the question already leads me to feel different about finding that answer to the question. I'm not anxious about the answer or the question itself. I am looking forward to finding out the answer. And that's the process of exploring, um, defining what it is that's going on so I can understand it and so on and so forth. It gives me much better grounding. So mm, I love that think- approach. That's, and I guess you can apply that to anything in life that might yes. be anxiety breaking. I love that. I'm, that's definitely my, the first tip I've taken away from our chat today. I'm definitely going to utilize that. I love it. Yes. <laughs> now, Ziggy, becoming a parent, I guess, is like entering a new secret world. And understandably, as we've said, it is an anxiety-provoking time. And it's often riddled with this mum or parent guilt that we hear about. Why do you think this is? And what can we do to try and overcome it? Because I don't think I spoke to any mum or dad or parent or carer who's never felt this this guilt that we associate with parenting. Absolutely, because 
it triggers emotions we are not aware are actually there. And so a lot of things that we seem to manage in our regular life on a regular basis that we know we carry experiences from our past and we know that some of the challenges have to do with that, they're still very surface until that baby comes and triggers literally the core of it because our survival mechanism kicks in because that's what we have. We absolutely have to keep someone alive. I mean, imagine that sense of responsibility. And that's why it triggers us in a more sort of like original primal way, which is what we want to be aware of. Our babies are going to bring us back to our own childhood, just like that. And we want to learn to separate what we have to do or undo or redo for ourselves is not exactly the same thing as what we have to do for our child. They're not living our life. They're not reliving our life. They're living their own life. And splitting that, separating those two is really the hard work, which is what we talk about a lot, understand yourself, where you're coming from, rather than jump in to project what it is that you're thinking and feeling, as if that's what your baby is also thinking and feeling. That's a great tip. I love that. That's brilliant. Now, Ziggy, as we kind of, we, we sort of get through pregnancy, we navigate birthing our baby, we then kind of start to get into more of a routine as a new family of three or four or, or whatever, how many children you may have. There's kind of always these little, little hurdles, I think, that parents are worried about. And one of the first ones that springs to my mind is weaning. And I wonder how we should think about approaching this this stage from from not just a practical but from a kind of emotional and behavioral aspect as well right are you talking about weaning from nursing or weaning from a pacifier so I think probably let's 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 discuss both but maybe nursing to start with okay sure (laughs) so (laughs) so weaning from nursing right this is I think a very personal um, subject right for many many moms It has so much to do with personal beliefs, with comfortability, with the support that you have, with how your partner sees it, how your family sees it, where you're coming from in terms of your belief system and so on and so forth. I would say there isn't just one path here. I think that what needs to be looked at is what is right for me as the mom, as well as what is right for my baby, my child as themselves, And it's not always in sync. Maybe I want to nurse more than my baby actually needs at a certain point. I have to be aware of it. Um, Maybe my baby is still attached to me in a certain way and they need that, but maybe it's not the nursing that they need. Maybe I have to transform that, that to something else. So I think we wanna take a closer look. There isn't one date you know, on their first birthday, this is it. Yeah, we can't, we can't do it. I say moms, dads, right? Look into it um, and check with yourself and take it month by month, stage by stage for your child. And at some point when the weaning does come to your mind and you are deciding to do that, think like this. It's true that you're taking something away from your child. 
but not just taking. By winning your child, you're also giving them something else. So always know this, when I take something away from my child, it's so I can push them further because the, me, the feeling a lot of times is, oh, I'm gonna take it away from them and they're feeling this and, and that's very hard for me. So yeah, I am taking something, it's true. But in order to move forward, I am also giving them something, a little push, a little nudge. I open a path to their connection, communication, um, needs to come and from other places, not just or from other sources, not just this one source. I love that approach. That really, I think that probably really helps to mitigate some of that guilt because you're you kind of got that kind of. I guess, double communication, you know, you recognize that that's going to be a challenge, but actually it's because you're doing this great thing. Um, so I, I love that. That will definitely help, I think, with some of that mum guilt that lots of people, lots of people feel. Now, we right. mentioned pacifiers or dummies, as they're quite often called um, in the UK. What's your view about about these, Ziggy? And what's sort of, you know, how can we navigate whether it's appropriate for our child or not and things like that? Because I know they can sometimes cause havoc in households. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So I do believe that pacifiers are developmental and they are actually necessary. Of course, you can't force your baby to have it, but if they are loving it, they should have it. Now, I think that weaning from a pacifier should be gradual, progressive, inclusive of the child and not guilting or shaming them. You are a big boy now, a big girl, you don't need it. It's not necessarily true. We want to help them recognize that they are moving along. It's true developmentally. Maybe they don't need it as much as before, but it is a goodbye process. You can do that with winning, by the way, when you're thinking of winning your child from nursing, it is a goodbye process. You wanna do it gradually. Don't try to say things like you don't need it because you're a big boy. It has to go to other children. Um, we can't buy anymore. I, you know, I don't want to lie and cheat and manipulate. I think being honest, it's true that you love your pacifier. It is the right thing for you. It has been the right thing for you. What we're going to do from here on is little by little, literally get used to not having it. So you can see that actually what the pacifier fits, which is for a while, it's this one fix fits all, right? No matter what the child feels, the pacifier fixes. We want to increase and, and encourage their toolbox. So they have different types of tools and skills to deal with what's coming. It cannot be one fix for everything. I'm sad pacifier, I'm a angry, angry pacifier. I'm lonely pacifier, I'm bored pacifier, yeah, no. So from here on, language kicks in and you can use that to connect and communicate. You can also do many different types of activities to fit in the mood, right? If I'm a little angry, maybe I can talk, maybe I can stump feet, maybe I can show it. If I'm bored, I can just sit there and look, you know, stare at space. It's okay to be bored and so on and so forth. So it's a goodbye process. It's something to make sure that the child is part of it, that you want to be authentic and honest um, and say this goodbye little by little. So it's not like this jolt that shakes their life. Right? Definitely. And I guess that's about teaching our children how to navigate their own emotions, which 
which when you're experiencing these heightened emotions for the first time and you can't completely communicate them is is a massive challenge in their development isn't it true very true yes now one of the things I think we associate a lot with babies is crying and I think probably one of the things we think about is how much babies do cry they do seem to cry a lot and with toddlers and tantrums it's kind of those those two scales that we tend to often associate have you got any tips or approaches to managing this because I know it's something that is a a massive stressor on parents another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Absolutely. So remember that your baby's crying is their way of communicating. This is how they say everything. <laughs> I love Literally. that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Human beings need to voice themselves. And before language, we have all these different sounds. And one of them is crying in many different types of ways. So first and foremost, don't fear your child's crying. You know, don't try to always turn it off. Make, uh, make it go away. Fix it. Actually find out what is going on. The thing about emotions is from here on, and that includes babies crying, of course, as they get a little older, it gets a little more complex. You are witnessing their emotions. You're not jumping to assume you know everything immediately and fix it right away with this, whatever it is. Witness, reflect, um, stand there and take information in. Slow down your reaction so you can really fit what it is that your baby needs in that moment so it's not out of anxiety back again curiosity it's like <laughs> hmm I hear you crying yeah I hear the cry sometimes we cry it's okay to cry it's okay to be upset and so on and so forth so you're not rushing what's going on what's the matter here let's do this let's do that you know these are not real emergencies they're not real fires you have to put out there are ways your child is trying to communicate which are very difficult for them you have to be attuned to really learn that language. Don't fear their crying, I would say. It's the first, you know, work you want to do. That's a good one, especially, I guess, for parents who, I mean, being in the comfort of your own home with your crying baby is one thing, but perhaps if you're in the supermarket or you're sat in a, in a restaurant or there's other mums around and, and then you can see parents getting more and more anxious or aeroplanes when, when we were able to fly was, was an, another massive one. You kind of feel those parents getting even more anxious and frustrated and almost a bit embarrassed because their baby's crying. So actually Absolutely. to reevaluate that as they're talking to you, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that was odd if you were chat, having a chat to someone in the supermarket can actually, I guess, I guess, help to suppress some of that anxiety. Very true. And remember those people in the supermarket. Yeah, the airplane's a little difficult. It's true. You're stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not now anyway, but yeah. Remember these people in the supermarket, they're not judging you as much as you think they are. Maybe one or two. Some of them actually kind of go, oh, yeah, I remember. I wish I could go to her <laughs> and tell her, don't worry. Right? I mean, people have more empathy than we think. 
a lot of them, it doesn't matter to them. This is a moment in their life. This is not their life. This is your life. So try and see them as passing right through your life so you don't have to mind them so much and hush your baby. That includes also, you know, like, I mean, it's not just at a restaurant and so on. You can be a grandma's house. You could be at a friend's house and they don't have a baby and now your baby and everybody's chit-chatting and you feel like you're the only one that has to get up and, you know, attend to your baby and you feel embarrassed and what's remind yourself, it doesn't bother other people as much as it bothers you. And if it does, there's really nothing you can do. It's really their, not their problem, but their work. It's like, I wonder why a baby's crying bothers me so much. It's not even my baby. So don't mind or attend to everybody's emotions right then and there. Attend to your emotions, your baby's emotions. Yeah, that's great. I guess in life, generally, if we always worried that much about what other people around us were kind of thinking of our actions or what we were doing, then we wouldn't get through the day, would we? So we kind of need to apply the same to, to our babies. Very true. Yes. <laughs> now, Ziggy, that's been really, really useful. Um, and it's, I think, really valuable for us to start thinking about some of those emotions and those behaviours that we attribute to parenting and I definitely my big take home is going to be changing that anxiety around something into actually a question and kind of quizzing it and and then that naturally I think just makes you feel a bit more relaxed about the situation and probably deal with it in a much better and more level-headed way so definitely love that tip thank you but I wonder if you could share three top tips with us for new parents or expectant parents around navigating their parenting journey I know that's going to be hard to narrow it down to three I've put you on the spot there yes um so three of them I think that what we said earlier it's know that there is a lot of unknown but the unknown shouldn't be so scary so deal with your anxiety be aware of your anxiety be mindful of it don't try to fix your baby, whatever the situation is through your anxiety, attend, mind your anxiety, um, rely on support to help you through anxiety, rather than try to put out these fires that the anxiety is telling you are actually there, and they're not really. Another thing is, remember perspective and proportion. So when you feel every little error you make is so detrimental, It's not. Remember, there's a long life ahead. There's many make it or break it moments and they're not even so critical. So remind yourself of that. It's not like, ah, everything's fine. I'm not asking you to be sort of like, you know, out to lunch in some la-la land, but I'm asking you to tone down the immense um, out of perspective, out of proportion ways in which we sometimes feel and think. Um, And what would be the third thing? Um, Take it day by day, really enjoy it. You know, in hindsight, I know we, everybody, and you've heard it, it goes by so quickly. When you are in the moment of it, it feels like forever. (laughs) Um, Remind yourself, it's really not this day, this hour, this week, they will I will get through them. They will pass me by. So enjoy whatever you can. 
step back every once in a while and just kind of go, wow, I have a baby and look, I can just look at them, watch them, hold them, um, be curious of what they will be tomorrow and next week and next year without putting so much anxiety on that. Like, what are they gonna be? What's gonna happen? What's, <laughs> it's kind of like that. So try to truly remind yourself also to enjoy, not just to be um, on your toes all the time as if you're making mistakes continuously, you're not. I love that. Sort of sitting in the moment and just enjoying the journey you're on. I think that is a really valuable bit of advice, Iggy, and a, a beautiful way to end. So thank you so much for sharing some brilliant tips and some, I think some good ways to shift our mindset actually around parenting, which is, which is really valuable. So massive thank you to you for joining us and sharing all that with us today. You're very, very welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you found it helpful, then please hit subscribe and leave a review. It really does make a huge difference to the number of women I can reach out to and empower with this information. For more daily free information, inspiration or details on my bespoke antenatal education courses or your pregnancy journey course, then head over to my website, www.midwifepip.com and check out my Instagram page at midwife underscore pip. Thank you and see you next time. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.